0: And then this is the leadership side, the second side of the Rubik's Cube, which is who do you need to become to be able to predictably attract that, to be able to sustainably lead that, right? So the next iteration of your practice, the next iteration of your business, it's going to call for the next iteration of you.
1: Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson.
0: Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us for this next episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson, and I'm here with my good friend and colleague, Dr. Pete Camiolo. What's up, Dr. Pete? What's up, Dr. Stephen? What's up, everyone? Great to be together today. Man, we've got an awesome episode today. We're talking to the leader. We're talking to the CEO of this business, of this practice. You know, we've started this, we've we've framed this whole conversation around having a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. And we have helped them understand that, man, there's two things that have to happen to make this a reality. Number one, you got to take that job that you own and turn it into a business and then secondly, the transformation of you from owner-operator to the CEO. Today, we're going to be talking about leadership.
2: Yeah, this is such an important subject, Dr. Steven, and one that I'm, I, I, have, I absolutely cherish. Um, I love studying leadership. I love understanding leadership. And um, I love that we are going to dive into this today. And this is such an important subject for us, all of us, to realize that each and every one of us is, is a leader. Each and every one of you is a leader. Each and every one of the people on your team is a leader. We're all leaders. And I think this is such an important, because we can use this term, and we maybe not unpack it and understand it the way we need to. So today we're gonna unpack it, help you understand. There's a question that is the under, underneath all of this conversation today. The question is, who do I need to become? And this is a question you can ask your children, this is a question you can ask your spouse. The a question you can ask every single member on your team. You can even ask this question to your patients. Who do you need to become, right, to be the best version of yourself as a, and you fill in the blank. What are all the different roles that you have in your life right now? So for me as a husband, for me as a father, for me as a doctor, for me as a coach, for me as a business leader, right? So what are all the different hats, so to speak, the roles that you wear? This question, who do I need to become, really is the underlying question of everything we're going to be about to talk about right now and today on this episode is who do I need to become and what are the attributes of the person that I'm becoming? We talk about having that person in mind, who you are. What are the attributes of that person almost as the aspirational self, the next best version of you? What are those attributes, characteristics, of that person and then who you're being today and what's the gap, right? The gap in who you are and who you're becoming and living in that tension of that gap as leaders, we embrace this. And I truly believe Dr. Steven, this is about becoming leaders worth following because we're talking about the six sides of the Rubik's cube, solving the puzzle of your business, creating success in your business, that remarkable business and remarkable life, having them both. How do you do that? Leadership. Leadership. You becoming the great leader and you equipping and surrounding yourself with leaders and empowering them to lead and lead well. And there becomes more and more and more layers of leadership as you become the best leader. The leader worth following is the one who invites other people to step into their role as leaders. Those people step into places of their certainty, step into places of their conviction, step into layers of their clarity around who they are, who they are becoming, and how they're making an impact through their life's work. This is an amazing unearthing process of restoring the genius in each and every person, bringing people into this place where each and every person is prospering, flourishing in this place of abundance. This is what we're doing as leaders. We're inviting people into this. And I think there's a a distinction that i that i love to talk about and we don't have to get into it too much in this episode today but being more liberator than lord you know i talk about i talked about this in one of our monday mindsets a few months back with the remarkable practice how you know there's a big difference between being a lord and a liberator And what a liberator really does is they bring the best out of other people right versus a lord which just is just weighing down on people right people are are doing things out of obligation versus out of inspiration And, you know, out of desire. So there's a big difference, Dr. Stephen. I think this goes back to you, first and foremost, yourself as a leader.
0: Yeah. So we're having this incredibly important conversation in the context of solving the six sides of the Rubik's Cube. So, you know, in our last episode, we talked about the first side of the Rubik's Cube, which is the vision story, right? Like, what does success look like to you? And then this is the leadership side, the second side of the Rubik's Cube, which is who do you need to become to be able to predictably attract that, to be able to sustainably lead that, right? So the next iteration of your practice, the next iteration of your business, it's gonna call for a next iteration of you, right? As a leader. So if your vision story is the success story, the cool thing is, is you get to be the hero in the success story, right? And here's the catch. It's not you today, right? It's the next best iteration of you. It's the future next best iteration of you as a leader. That's gonna be the hero of the success story. So as much as you have to have Clarity around exactly what success looks like for you, for your life, for your business in the future. Like, what are we trying to create? What are we trying to move towards? You've got to be able to tell that story in such a compelling way that people want to join you and help you because they buy into that vision story and they share your core values, or they're going to be repelled by that vision story because they don't share your core values. Both of those are great. Don't be afraid to be. Uh, polarizing, I suggest you should be terrified of not being polarizing because I don't want anybody on your team who doesn't share your core values and is not inspired to create that vision story of success. Because even if you get all of this done right, this is hard as hell, right? Because like everybody has to be in the boat or in hand rowing
2: in the exact same direction. So critically important that you have clarity around that. Yeah. So this goes back to that core values conversation. So glad you brought this up because Remember, we said um, how your core values, it, your core values determine who you are when you show up to work. Your business core values show up, determine who gets to work with you, right? So this is really important, Doctor. I you talk going back to the core values and the vision story because taking leadership, taking ownership, is a leadership responsibility, right? It's taking that ownership of your core values. How you show up also then determines who who gets to who gets to work with you, right? Because it's the business core values that attract the people in your world. That includes your team. And it also includes customers, partners in your community, all the people that ultimately make up your organization as an entity, as an enterprise. Those are all coming back to, we could tie that thread. How did all these people? Back to those core values. Absolutely right. So this is leadership is seeing that and taking ownership over it. And it translates down down into the people, the systems, the trainings, the energy, right? This all goes back to that moment. Absolutely. And
0: so this has to be authentic. It has to be genuine. It has to be an inside out unearthing process. So to recap for the CEO, the vision story is what success looks like to you. And it is the expression or manifestation of your core values for your business. What does, what is most important to you, right? So if the vision story is a success success story and you get to be the hero of that success story, the next best iteration of you as a leader You have to have that same level of clarity for yourself. Like, who am I trying to become? What is that next best iteration of me? What attributes do I need to develop And I need to be very deliberate about developing them, like developing muscles. You need to know what specific exercises, what type of training do I need to do to develop that strength, that stamina, that speed, that reflex, that coordination, et cetera. You need to know that future iteration of yourself and what your business, your vision story is going to call for. What is going to require of you? Where are you going? Who do you need to become? What levels of, let's say, certainty, because your attraction is a reflection of your certainty. What levels of certainty do you need to develop? Or conviction, which is your conversions will be a reflection of your conviction. So what levels of conviction, what depth of conviction are we going to need to arrive at? And exactly what do we need to be convicted around? And then there's clarity. Clarity is king. Your retention will be a reflection of your clarity. What levels, what's the next level of clarity do you need to achieve as a leader so that you can speak it into your team, so your team can speak it into your people, and your people can speak it into the community? What does success look like? Exactly how do you consume this thing called chiropractic? Exactly what does it mean to be an ideal patient? What's my process? What's my procedure? What's my product, et cetera? Clarity is king and clarity is the greatest accelerant, especially when it comes to you becoming that next level leader
2: Yeah, I mean this is so key. We're talking about attributes right now of of leadership and you identified three key attributes of every great leader and the first one being having certainty and you know, so let's just let's just land here for a minute as you're listening to this as a leader of an organization. If you're listening to this podcast, again, like I said at the beginning, you are a leader and you may be the leader of your organization listening to this. Um, and so where are you on the spectrum of certainty when it comes to your business? And there are many elements of your business. We talk about attraction, conversion, retention, team building. Well, there's a certainty that goes into all of those areas into it, creating a, a remarkable attraction in your business. We know that in the area of attraction are three primary areas where people are, are learning about and discovering your business and getting there. There's the internal path, there's the external path, and there's the digital path. And so your certainty is going to be expressed through those streams by the and perceived by the other side. And so your clarity your certainty, your conviction, but your certainty is what's going to be communicated through that. And that's, what's going to have the greatest impact on what you're attracting in and who you're attracting in to your business. You know, a lot of people don't have a marketing issue. They have a certainty issue, right? That's, that's going to solve the problem. And so we, I would go back to that and ask you, how is your certainty? And then how are you building your certainty? How do you be, how do you grow certainty, Dr. Steven? If I'm a, uh, I'm a chiropractor, I've got a practice and I'm like, man, I don't know. My certainty is wavering right now. I'm not really, I used to have certainty or now I don't. Right? I never really had certainty. I feel I've, I've always struggled with this area. What do you say to that doc? So I love this question. So let's double click on it because I've had
0: the um, opportunity as you have as well, Dr. Pete, to be coaching chiropractors all over the world. Like I've worked with thousands of chiropractors. I've been inside of a thousand practices, right? And I, I've looked around and I've tried to find that X factor and say, what is that thing that creates a certainty? And it, what I learned is there's actually not (laughs) one thing, right? And there, there are these three things of certainty, conviction and clarity, right? And in fact, when you double click on something like certainty, you'll find in my experience, certainty actually lives in one of four, what I call the pillars. Like these are the sources of certainty. Like there are different styles, there are different personality types and people draw their certainty from different wells, right? So in my experience, it falls into one of four categories, right? And that's, philosophical certainty, there's clinical certainty, there's communications certainty, and there's the certainty that comes from business acumen, right? So let's unpack those a bit here. Maybe each one of these will be a future episode, but you know, the first one on philosophical certainty, this is such a superpower in our profession of chiropractic that when we said certainty, I bet most of you assumed we meant philosophical certainty, right? So we know this is true because for most of the big practices, quote unquote, successful practices that you know, their strongest suit is most likely their philosophical certainty. We know this to be true because this chances are it's a complete cat circus in every other part of their practice, right? But their certainty is so strong, right? So there's first philosophical certainty. Now, the second piece is clinical certainty. Maybe your certainty comes from your skill sets in the clinical environment. You love working with patients in the case management, the analysis of your films. You love your technique. You're adjusting prowess, right? You love helping people get the results they're looking for. These are my technique gurus. These are the people that love the difficult cases, can't wait to get their hands in and hands on people, right? They they just ooze clinical certainty. And I bet if you're anything like me, that at this point in your life, you're probably a bit of a chiropractic snob, right? (laughs) Like, Like, I don't let anybody adjust me. Dr. Pete, I love having Dr. Pete adjust me, but I'm really selective as to who I let adjust me. But you know what? If the shit hits the fan with myself, my health, or anybody else in my family, there are, it's probably one person in your life that you'd get on a jet, you'd get on an airplane, you'd fly your family to go see. And that's probably true for you as well, right? So I'll guarantee you that that person just reeks of clinical certainty, right? Then the third one is communications, right? There's people that they draw their certainty from the fact that I know I can tell the story. I know that I can tell the story in such a compelling way. I can drive people to take action. I can drive people to engage. I can can actually move a room of people with my story, right? My communication skills um, is my superpower. And then the fourth, of course, is business acumen. Business acumen meaning that there are those of us who are super confident that we can build a business from vapor. We love to just find the location, design the build out, do the floor plan, ad- attract a team of people, put systems, processes, procedures, scripting it together, do the marketing plan, right? And attract people, right? So our certainty is in the fact that we know how to run, start and run a business successfully. So we've got philosophical, we've got clinical, we've got communications, and we've got business acumen. My question to you is, what is your chief source of certainty? And I know some of you are like, oh, I have it in all categories or, you know, but I bet there's that one that you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's me. So Dr. Pete, when I say that, mine, my, on my side, it's clinical. I'm the, that's where my, my certainty early on and all the way through has always been i I'm on the, I'm the clinical side. Uh, where do you find yourself? Where do you place yourself on the four pillars?
2: Uh, philosophical is where I landed right, at, right in school. It was actually pre-chiro school uh, coming from another uh, medical background degree, um, it was the understanding of the innate intelligence and universal intelligence, and the and the principles of chiropractic above down inside out that really drew me into becoming a chiropractor. It resonated with my spirit, just my background, just spending a lot of time in uh, ministry world. It was it made a lot of sense to me. It resonated to me. I connected God to. Like health, and I was like, "Wow, there's such a connection," and I just made sense to me all the details. And so, which is interesting because Dr. Stephen, I ended up going to a less philosophical university, chiropractic college, one of the more medical ones. But I thought that that was good because I innately knew I needed to build up my clinical prowess, I needed to develop my clinical skills, and really understand the science and the biology and physiology of of health and disease and subluxation, all of that, and 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 then combined with my philosophical strengths, that enabled me to become a great clinician. And then in clinical practice is where I developed my communication skills. Cause up to that point, I didn't have skills in the communication arena. And then during that, I built a business and that's how I developed business acumen. So it's like one led to the other, which I'm sure for you it was you started with this one, then you bolted on this and this and this, next thing you know, you got them all. Yeah. And and that's what ends up happening to us. Now we can grow continue to grow in all those areas. Once you've Got them, I would never say you got them mastered, but there's an ownership over all of them and you realize where the gaps are. Now we get help. And this is where I actually feel like um, you know, where we get support with coaching and we get support with mentoring and and, in other areas um in running our business. Cause we do need to have mastery in all these areas, I believe.
0: Yeah, I mean this this is like such a this is a perfect part. Um, place to just put out in front of everybody the opportunity to understand what we do with the Remarkable CEO program, right? So in our coaching, you bring up developing these skill sets. It's such a huge part of going from being the owner operator to being the CEO and becoming the CEO. These four attributes are just so critical. And this is such a focal point for our Remarkable CEO program. So if you're interested in going diving deeper on this and working with us directly to develop these attributes, as well as the other six sides of the Rubik's Cube, you know, this is, this is the place to do it. There's a link down below that you can explore and find out exactly what it takes to work with us directly. You know, Pete, this we're talking about right now is just this one attribute, right, of certainty. And like you said, there's, there are four pillars and each of the four, you need to have all four of these things to be successful. I like to say that you may have one superpower, the one that is like, yeah, that's my thing. That's my one. That's the thing that, that I really lean on the most. Um, this isn't like strengths finders where you just get to choose. Oh yeah, that's my thing. And I'm going to go with that because ultimately when it comes to being the CEO, you got to recognize in your business, you're going to need to have all four of those. You're going to need to have the philosophical piece in place. You're going to have to have the communications part in place. Of course, the clinical piece needs to be in place and the business acumen. And here's what I know. Your success will be limited by your weakest pillar. So you could, you could enjoy incredible success. And still, that incredible success is capped by your weakest pillar. So, this self awareness to know, like, where am I struggling? Like, man, you know what? I, I need to be working on my philosophical. Uh, strength, my, my philosophical sort Maybe it's my clinical piece. It's been a while since I've tuned up that clinical piece and continue to learn and continue. Or maybe it's my communications. You know, I'm a great doctor. I got a strong philosophy, but I struggle. I can't order a sandwich. My, computer, my communication skills are sideways, and that's really capping. Or maybe it's business acumen man, I'm a, I'm a brilliant chiropractor. I'm on purpose. I give love and serve. My philosophy is totally strong. I'm a great communicator, but I'm hopeless when it comes to running a business. And it's just tragic when you see so many gifted, great kairos out there that do great work, get great results, giving, loving, serving people. And he or she is just struggling in our space and not reaching their potential because they don't know how to run a business, right? And the business acumen pillar is the weak one. Your success will be limited by your weakest pillar. Which is why this is a fitness issue, guys. You need to be looking at this, like Dr. Pete just said, is you don't just achieve it and then you sit on your laurels. You look at these like fitness. Each of these four pillars should be thought of as muscles, muscles that work together in coordination in very complex motor patterns, right? So, where are we susceptible to injury? where we have a weakened muscle that's involved in a functional movement, right? So we have to look at these as muscle groups. These four pillars of certainty work together to create that strong contraction, that coordination, and that great performance, right? So look at yourself and say, which of these four pillars am I strongest at? And where do I have the greatest point of exposure? And then ask yourself a question, where am I investing in all four of these pillars and working these muscles out specifically and deliberately and regularly, and you've got to recognize that, you know what? I asked you which one is your superpower, which is your biggest point of exposure? Because what you want to do is you want to find those people that reek of that, of that certainty in those respective categories so you can rub up against them because this, is, this stuff is highly contagious, right? So you want to spend your time with people who have great certainty in each of those four pillars. And you know what? Just like certainty is contagious, so is fear and doubt. So, Mm. you know, I like to say that some friends need to be fired, right? So, or my wife is much nicer. She says some people need to be loved from afar, right? So, you know, just surround yourself with a tribe of people who are committed To increasing their sources of certainty and identify who in my life, who's going to be at my virtual board of trustees, as my good friend Guy Reekman likes to say, who sits at the head of the table when it comes to philosophical certainty, who sits at my table who's got clinical certainty, who sits at my table who's my communications. Uh, uh, um, representative, who's who's on my board of trustees for business acumen. Make sure that those seats are filled, and you're spending time rubbing up with those people, catching some of that certainty.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is such an important thing that you talked about and related to fitness, Dr. Steven, because I think that for many of us who are are listening and as we're hearing this, probably many of us are health, um, you know, nuts kind of thing, and we're we're into fitness or so we're into physical fitness. So what we're talking about is fitness for your business. We're talking about fitness as as creating success in your business as you have your vision, story, you have your core values. Those are clearly defined as a leader. It's now your role and responsibility to get fit and then stay fit. You know, and I always, we always would say this to our patients. It's like, once you get well, you know, you're not, you don't arrive at health. Health is a journey. It's, it's not a destination. It's, and so we, we have to get to this understanding in our own selves. It's like, well, I had coaching in the past, or I I used to read the green books or or whatever it is, those things you can't, you can't, you can leverage those things for a while, but eventually it comes back around. And what I, what I personally believe in is, is being able to have consistent, just building that into my lifestyle, a lifestyle of fitness. I'd much prefer being a part of a lifestyle rather than like, you know, I do weekends, right? So it's that weekend warrior mindset, When it comes to maybe business acumen, you're like, well, every once in a while, I'm going to go and try to go to a business seminar, plug in this or all this or this podcast only, or I will, you know, maybe read a book, a quarter or something. Those are, those are really good things to do. But I, I feel like there's another level of business acumen that we can all gain. Communication skills, same thing. Like how can you develop and grow in your skills of communication? One of the greatest ways to grow in communication skills is actually communicating, actually using that skill of communication. I think too many of us, we hide in our practices. We, 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 we don't do it enough getting out, getting our message out, getting our voice out there. And Dr. Stephen, you didn't have that issue in your practice. I know um, that was never my issue either, uh, actually to a, to a fault almost. <laughs> um, but the, at the end of the day, you know, just honing in your skills on communication. that's, we're getting in environments like training with other colleagues of yours, is does a great job of helping you hone your communication skills and your team being able to do that. You know, things like clinical expertise. You know, I know for you, Dr. Stephen, and for me, I mean, I have to get my continuing education credits every year. Some people just get their continuing credits, check the box. Other people are like, I'm getting to the best technique seminar on X, Y, or Z every year because I want to continue to be the best extremity adjuster or the best Adjuster of this or understanding of when this panel comes in, I want to be able to know exactly how to deal with that blood work or whatever. That is clinical excellence. You're continuing to pursue it. And then obviously philosophical, you need to get surrounded with people that are strong in these areas. Dr. Stephen, this has been such a, a powerful uh, discussion. We only hit one of the three attributes. Clearly, we're we just, need a series, Dr. Pete. Certainty. To turn into part two and three. Conviction and clarity. Wow, so much more to unpack. But we're gonna go ahead and press pause here, Dr. Stephen. Um, and, uh, because again, this is leadership is continuing the conversation. That's the beautiful thing about leadership. The way this podcast has even unfolded is the definition of leadership. More to come, more to come, lots more to continue. That's what leaders doing. They just, they continue going after it, continue showing up. Awesome. All right. So guys, clearly,
0: uh, this needs to be a series We talked about the three attributes specifically for attraction, conversion, retention. That's certainty, conviction, and clarity. Tune in on our next episode. We'll start to unpack conviction. Conviction about what? Just don't miss this next conversation and make sure that you are telling others because we need great chiropractors. At the end of the day, what the world needs right now is chiropractic and what chiropractic needs right now is more successful chiropractors.
1: So thank you in advance for helping us serve our mission. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.